We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about hitting batters in the MLB. We're going to play some spitball and preview the NFC East, so stay tuned. And we're back! Yo, yo. Yay! (laughs) Fuck you, dude. It's like a moment of silence for the yay, yay. Shut up. Um... Everyone's here today, everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Take it easy, yeah. all right? Take a break. I'm hyped, man. Shut we that got mic right off. Tim it's been a good, the word, of, it's been a good yo, few days. He kills it. Yo, like he takes he, the word yeah, yay, and like just uses it some. 50 different ways. It's like an Optimus Prime. It's what I do with everything in my life. I just take it and then make it my own. That's how I roll. Okay, that's enough. With the word yeah. And the word Patreon. Patreon. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> Patreon. I actually do that too. It's hard to say that word without like talking like you're a narcos or something. Yeah, exactly. Yo, Patreon. What, what were they calling him? Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. Yo. Yo, Patreon. Jefe. Oh, my. Yo, if jefe. someone called me that, I'd be like, well, now I have to sell drugs. <laughs> like, well, now I'm, you know. Yo, if you're it. Jefe, son, you have. Yo, no way. When I was there. watching Narcos, like. How good of a show was that? It was mad good. But like, I was, I would say like 15% of me was like. Yeah, I'd sell some fucking cocaine. Like, I think I could get away with it. You know what 15? I mean? What about the other 85%? I was like, chill. I'm not trying to get fucking <laughs> jail. Like, I wasn't trying to get nailed in jail, so. Yeah, I haven't watched I'm going to skip over that. Yo, so it's a crazy. Yeah. It's probably my favorite Netflix show. Yeah, I watch Power, and they use a lot of Hefe. They drop a lot of Hefe's on there. I like Hefe a lot. Yeah, ne- that, that's probably my... I- I've always been fascinated by the Pablo Escobar story. Me too. Anyway, it's though. just that... Mad yo, money. Yo, I watch shows or like TV when I'm tired. And I can't keep up with subtitles, so I'm like, yo, the show isn't for me. Because I really got to pay like, attention. Yo, if, you oh, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you blink, you're like, wait, what the fuck just That's happened? That's true. Do you want to hear something weird about me? You can't watch, you can't watch Narcos like after midnight. 
If you start that's dozing off, it's that's what it is. Right. Like, like yeah, yo, I went, I went upstairs one time to like go get a milkshake or some shit. I grab something out the fridge. I come back downstairs. I'm, you missed like, what yeah, happened. I don't know what happened. I have to go back. You, you can't miss it. Tell us here something weird. You watch everything with subtitles? I do. I do, I do too. Yo, you guys are weird. I only don't watch comedy stuff with subtitles because it ruins the joke. That's true. But th- I like to know every single word. Yeah, that is said, and if What's I don't, I will, ears, I will rewind. Yo, but sometimes you just can't hear it. There is I times like when, when people are whispering, I have to rewind, and I'm like, Yo, "What do you say?" And I have my subtitles, phone. Baby. I, I subtitles like all Netflix shows and shit, like documentaries. I'm like, I need to like also read this. Yeah, like, but doesn't that distract you from actually watching? You know what's crazy? Like I couldn't even tell you if I actually read them or not. Because <laughs> I, I know what everything looks like, I but like I just like I think you just get in a zone where you're like, I can read and watch at the same time, which is like. It's like your clipboard when you're on the sideline, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it gets a little it takes a little getting used to. Like the Handmaid's Tale. I watched I, know that, you're I watched that. that with subtitles. You have to because yeah, they talk so low and there's a lot of whispering going on. But it's it. it's like subtitles that pop up like the sentence pops up. It's not like when you're in the laundromat and it's like slow rolling and it's mad late. Yeah, One yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, what is horrible. this? You need you the HBO see. subtitles or the Hulu subtitles, not the TV subtitles. Yeah, you, yeah. Fuck those TV subtitles. I used to be against subtitles, but I like them. I'm anti like subtitles. No comedy shows though. Too. No movies either. No movies. No no subtitles. But sh- but like series shows. I need, I need to. If you're watching subtitles, you can tell people that you're reading. Ooh. It's like reading an audiobook, kind of. I like kinda? it. When I go to the gym, <laughs> you say reading an audiobook. Yeah. Yo, remember we were on Xbox the other day, and someone said, "Yo, do you ever relax and read a book?" <laughs> I forgot. I don't know. Uh, I was on. Someone's like, carry, "Some." We're like, "Yo, how much do you play Xbox?" He's like, yo, you're on all the time. He's like, yo, do you ever just sit down, relax, and read a book? <laughs> I was like, yo, I haven't read a book since like high school. I can't tell you last time I read a full book. Yo, should I read books? I read, yeah, I read books. I actually just bought Greg's book, too. Shout out to Greg. That's a good book. Yeah, yeah I saw that on your uh, bookcase or whatever you want to call it's it. good. I there. finished it. He this thinks I still haven't read it, but I did. Because <laughs> I told him, I was like, I got like three-fourths of the way through, and then I fell off of it. But then I finished it. That always happens to me with books, man. Because the way that the plot goes, the the climax happens like f- four chapters before the ending, and then it kind of like relaxes. Yeah, I, I like, never. Oh, I know what happened. I never go for the relaxing ending. I do. Uh, I do a book a month. I think that's fair. I, I that's more than I've done in years. Yo, I didn't start reading until I tore my ACL. <laughs> for real. Because yeah, it's only Xbox I, I, and what else? I had so reading? much time on my hands. I was like, yo, let me just pick up a new hobby. That's I haven't reading. started Shout out to The Alchemist. Listen, I will say online articles is reading. So I read a ton of, like, we all do, obviously. I prefer that to Damn, books Damn, I as well. never read online articles. Never? Ever. You never you read? Day. You're on Twitter. You're reading articles. I don't read the articles. I read the headlines and I go, okay. Yeah, I'm a big Maxim guy. Maxim puts out some good shit. Yo, do you guys read um ebooks? Yeah. Do you? Nah, I need to. Well, like Kindle? I, I yeah. need the physical. Listen, I need e-books. to smell that book. Oh, like baby. audio books? Do you guys fuck yeah. audio? When it's not NFL audio season, and I, because the NFL podcasts out there are pretty good, so I listen to NFL podcasts a lot. But when it's not NFL podcasts, and I just read, I just listen to audio books on my commute. I gotta smell that book though. I need to yes. physically flip the pages. Yes. I also feel mad accomplished when I flip a page. I'm like, oh. yo. <laughs> by the way, if anyone knows of any basketball pods that are not super whack, besides us, of course. Please like at me with it because every single basketball pod that I listen to, just so boring. Over analytical. You could tell it's just a bunch of five, six white people who never touched the basketball, just ripping into these athletes as if they would ever say that to their face if they came up to them. Word. Like these dudes are like, oh, do you see his crossover? <laughs> Man, fuck out of here. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> 
But, but they make some kind of personal over there. It is because they, they're mad pretentious. I hate pretentious people. It's like my number one thing God, that I hate. Welcome to Manhattan. I know. That's why I can't. I don't work in Manhattan. I work in the South Bronx. <laughs> no pretentiousness in the South Bronx Tim is at all. pretentious one in the South Bronx. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, we just launched our Patreon, which if you don't know what that is, it's basically like a crowdsourcing thing. And we have way more patrons than we thought we have had. Way we more. would have. Um, Yo, fire. Tim was like really on top of it when it dropped and he kept... Updating the group chat, it felt like every five minutes. He's like, yo, this number is dro- has gone up like five Patreons since I last texted you. It yeah. was like, it was the growth rate, like that first day we dropped was yeah, insane. We, I, it was exciting. I was on my couch, and when we dropped the episode, that's when the, most of the things came in. I felt like I had run a mile after like four hours. I look up, nothing, and just because it's just, it was just constantly coming in, constantly coming in, constantly coming in. It was so great. I was at work and I just kept seeing these updates. I was like, eh, thank you. I don't have to work much longer. Yeah, there's si- there's 63 people in total um, that have you know pledged a certain amount of money to us every month, and it, it helps a lot because we're you know spending uh, this money on trying to further the show and get a bigger reach and get better equipment and really put a focus on uh, video and whatnot. But we want to give a shout out to everyone who is in the highest tier, which we have called the max contract. By the way, anyone who wants to join the Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash veterans minimum. And then on the right side of the page, you'll see all the tiers and the rewards that come with those. We put out an episode also called the Big Giant Announcement <laughs> that you can check out. It, it explains everything in detail. Uh, but we wanted to give a shout out to everyone who is in the highest tier. Um, that is one of the perks also. But we also just want to shout these people out because... There's way more of you than we thought. Yo, we like the NBA, bro. We're just handing out max contracts. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have some salary cap issues. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, let's just run down the list here. Ben Allen. Yay. By the way, I'm going to fuck up these names. Oh, my God. Uh, Martin (sighs) Sika. I don't know, man. Uh, Marshall. I can't even get the last name. Let me take over. I I read weird students' names all the time. Tim should read off just because he's the worst with names. That's true. I get a lot of weird students' names. I'm the worst with names because I got to remember mad fucking names in my life, bro. Bro. It's true. So many names. Yo, shout out to your majesty. You still call him Nick. Yo, shout out to your majesty. (laughs) Your majesty. Your majesty Graham. Wherever you are out there, if you're listening. He had a kid in his class called your majesty. Yeah. Y-A. Apostrophe. Majesty. Majesty. That's sick. That's one of the best names I've ever heard. Hell and yeah. for and even in my short, like I refuse to call him Your Majesty, so I just I called him Majesty for short. I would call him Yams. Still, Yams. <laughs> uh, Marshall Tokarczyk. Yep. Thomas Moore. Yep. Will Morales. Yep. yep. Like you approve of the name. I Mitchell do. Dorman. Get it. Chuck Page. Woo. King Abel. Folklore. Mark. <laughs> Mark Hamlin. Gunners in red, definitely not your name, but like <laughs> yeah. that Arsenal. Yo, stop, stop being racist, bro. What? That's a that's a traditional Czechoslovakian name. Gunners in red. Gunners. In red. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Daniel Gibson, Ricardo, Booby Gibson, Rossio. Fuck that up. Connor McGreevy. That is the most fucking Irish name ever. So Irish. Damn, I thought it was McGregor. No, nah, McGreevy, which is even more Irish. Yo, than McGreevy's higher. McGreevy's the most Irish name you can get, probably. McGreevy sounds like a dope pup. It does, yeah. Groovies. Sounds like you're in the Lower East Side somewhere. Yeah, there's like some. He definitely lives in Boston, 100. percent Maybe, <laughs> or Ireland. Anthony Rodriguez, uh, Dre Azic, uh, Felipe, Shout Brittany Felipe. Blum, Cody Cassie, Ger- Gerard Yoke. Fire. Yoked. That's fire. Uh, T- Tamaru Altman. 
Yep, got that. Robert Jones and uh, your boy Adam that you guys met when Yo, you went down to Adam's the real deal. Brother Adam. Right? It was at Washington. You went. Yeah. see, you weren't there. Yeah, but no, I, feel I didn't. Like you were there. I don't no, know you always bring up stories from that trip. And go, Yo, you remember? I'm like, I wasn't. Fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> you constantly do that. We took him to the Skins game too because we yeah, had extra Adam tickets. was mad cool. We uh, he hit us up on a thing on VM Twitter, and uh, we went out to watch college football that night. We went to the bar, had some drinks, and we had some extra Skins tickets. And he tagged along to the Skins game the next day. Uh, but yeah, we wanted to shout you guys out for because you guys are the max contract. We really appreciate you guys doing that. There are a lot of other people on here that... Um, in the Discord? They're all in the Discord? You're right, in the Discord. So that is something also that people sign up to the Patreon. You get access to uh, this app, uh, the Discord, where you can text us. And we've been talking like NFL and fantasy and shit. And I uh, actually made a bet with someone Ooh. in the Discord. I'm going to win. What's the bet? This kid is a Browns fan. I think his name is Dad Cass. He's a he's a Dad Cass. Yeah, he's <laughs> shout out to Impy in the background. He is a, <laughs> he's a Browns fan, and he was like, "Yo, Browns are winning Week One." I'm like, "You know they play the Steelers, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I bet you they win." I was like, "Oh fucking K!" I'm like, I'll take that. Yo, they'll cover. Whatever. What is that spread? They don't even know the Seven spread. Seven and a half. You don't know. You gotta know these spreads, though. Seven and a half at home. Yep. Who are they playing? Browns, Browns at home. Yo, same, Steelers. Yo, yo, deja vu from last year. Dude, you're a Browns like junkie. He you, took the Browns. Browns no, at but home. You're, you're like a huge yo, Browns same, advocate. Same, yeah, same, but not against the Steelers. Same right. exact scenario as last year. Le'Veon Bell held out of camp. He's going to come in. Rusty. Now they don't got Shazier. Big Ben on the road. Big Ben on the road. I don't know, man. Just be careful. Hey, Just be listen, careful. I'm all right. Same. Uh, Apparently, if, CBS thinks the Browns are better than the Jets. If he, if he loses, if the Steelers win, then... Uh, he has to write me an apology. <laughs> I think 150 words. <laughs> you were giving him a word count? Yeah. All right, teach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was and, and then uh, it was funny because he said something like, he's like, don't worry, I'm a, I'm a father of three and I have a wife, so I'm, I'm used to like disappointment or something like that or, <laughs> or something like that. It was funny. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of cool shit like that uh, in the Discord. I'm actually in there right now. It's lit. Yeah. During the podcast, he's on the Discord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm out here. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the MLB. Robert Acuna just got beamed <laughs> during a game. For what reason? Because he's raking? Because he's raking. He's he's taking the lead in the rookie of the year ah, race. Yeah. I don't want to say the lead yet, but he's up there. Soto's right. Yeah, you know, Soto's, Soto's I mean, kind of leading that charge. But, yo, he's, he's, out there. he's right on his tail now. Yeah. Now it's a race. So he was the favorite coming into the year, if I'm not mistaken, Acuna was. I, to me, this beaming is more is rarer than more usual, because I feel uh, more rare. Because uh, <laughs> I feel like the reason why you get hit is if you hit somebody or you watch a home run or some shit or you toss your bat or some shit. So if you do your job, you get hit basically. Right. I'm all about it though. Yeah. Hit that guy. I'm on. I'm on the same with you. Yo, hit, hit him. If someone is hitting leadoff home runs against you, is it three straight games with leadoff home runs? Yeah. yeah. Three straight games eight with straight lead-off game, home runs. Not, not against the Marlins, but eight straight games with a home run. Eight straight games with a home run. Three straight lead-off home Three runs. Three straight lead home runs. You can't go there and just give him a pitch. You have to back him off off the plate. And the pitch was not going to his head. It hit him in the shoulder. I mean, the elbow. The whole reason why there was a big, and I put this in quotation marks, brawl. Because the word brawl, base-clearing brawl is being used way too much these days Yo. to talk about nothing. Pedro Martinez tossing an old dude to the floor. That's no, a brawl. Chill, That's a brawl. All right? <laughs> That's a brawl. But, yo, that. 
it, you you have to back them up off the plate. You can't have a guy being that confident going up against you. Period. Especially in division. Period. I'm all about it. I think they did the right thing. I I don't agree with everyone who's saying this is crazy. This is a mess. Th- that's the pussification of the game. I think you should be able to beat somebody. Like yeah, I agree that it is the pussification of the game, but. Yo, if you hit this guy, he had to leave the game with injury, right? So it's like, dude, like you sent what message are you sending? With? That's not cool. You know what I'm saying? Just because he's out there doing his job. What if Steph Curry's giving someone 60 points? You're gonna punch him in the face? Like, yo, stop getting buckets. Yo, it's the same mentality. In no football, one gets though. hit in a basketball. Game. I might. It's the same mentality in football, though. If you have a shot at the quarterback, fucking kill him. I agree. And if look, if Steph yeah, Curry, yeah, but. but- in football, you're supposed to tackle someone. You're not supposed to hit someone in baseball. All right, but hit him after the whistle then. I mean, not supposed That's why to, but baseball it's part of the so game. unique because, like, that pitcher has the game in his hand, literally. It's the only sport where the defense has the ball. Yeah. Well, look, if Steph Curry is is ruling a game because he's driving to the hole. That's right there, you know what I'm saying? It's if he's driving to the there. hole and that's the reason why, then if I'm a big man, I'm, I'm hitting the shit out of him. But he's not. He's hitting, like, 10 out of 15 three-pointers. That's true. But there's nothing. There's nothing really you can do about that physically. Punch him in the face. I like, mean, no, because beating someone in the head maybe is equivalent, but that's not equivalent. Yo, I'm all for like throwing up and in and like, yo, get off the plate. Like, yo, people you're get, not gonna have a comfortable at bat this game. You hit three straight leadoff runs. Like, it's not gonna be fun anymore. Yo, people get have gotten hurt. Not Pe- hurt, but like people have gotten like fouled, mad, hard, flagrant fouls because they like because they're going off. Of course. Yeah, that's it. Hit that guy. Hit yo, him. you 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 flip your bat fucking hitting you nah you yeah. flip your bat i'm hitting you you hit my guy i'm hitting you you yo listen flip your bat onto your fucking by your dugout huh, did don't you see that throw guy, that shit down the line that guy in the cubs like, i'm blanking on his name who hit the the walk-off grand slam yeah the other day yeah apologize for flipping his bat nah like, no. first of all you hit a walk-off grand slam game's over no one can beat you i'm throwing it in Hell the yeah. outfield. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably thrusting my way home. I'm throwing it over the second baseman. <laughs> like, I'm like, fuck that. Like, this shit is too hard. Like, no. what are you going to do? You can't do anything. We won. That's the thing we kept talking about with Jose Bautista. He you, that yeah, home run against- throw that into the crowd as yeah. hard as you can. Yeah, then Odor was throwing a fastball right at his face coming in next season. Hey. And he got slapped. Borderline slapped. I mean, that's... See, borderline I slept. advocate both ends of that argument. I advocate bat flipping... But I also advocate if you're going to flip your bat, you got to pay the consequences. Yeah. And not for nothing, he he went to hit him and like it looked like the ass. He stuck his arm out to protect himself, which I can't blame him for either. Natural yeah. Reaction. human Reaction. reaction. Yeah, reactions. But that's why the injury occurred because it hit him in the elbow. It's not like he was head hunting. Head hunting like Roger Clemens did to Mike Piazza in the World Series. Fire. That's, that's, <laughs> that's unacceptable. But that's and then and then throwing the bat at Piazza, fire, fucking roid rage. That's what that was. And then hey, sometimes you gotta just. <laughs> you know so I mean, I, for me, I don't understand. Like, there's so much media going. <laughs> Keith Hernandez Why? was like, oh, I'm all about it on like a live Mets broadcast. And then Chipper Jones was tweeting today, like, yo, this guy's so out of touch. He's like, we're from the same era, but I disagree. That's probably because he's a brave. He's getting oh, shit for it. Or hockey rules. Drop your glove. Let's get after him. Fist the gloves? <laughs> Let's get after it. Nolan Ryan versus Robin Ventura style. Yo, Nolan Ryan was like Daryl Strawberry versus Armando Benitez. Yo, best best fight you've ever seen in baseball. Probably that fight. Best punch I've ever seen. Was I th- Armando threw at Joey Tino. Bats caught that one. That was a clean ass punch. Uh, oh, Odor versus Joey Bats. Hell yeah, yeah. That was a knockdown. He registered a knockdown. Oh! Which one are you talking about, boss? Daryl Strawberry on um, Armando Benitez. Okay. 
Back yeah. in the day, it was like '98, I think. And they worst hit, one, they hit Tino. Tino hit a home run earlier in the game. And they drilled him right in the back. And Tino was like mad, even keel, but he like said something to him and then benches. That was a bench clearing ball. Look that up. Do you remember Rob Ventura when he went up to Vaguely, Nolan Ryan? That's like wildly. Dude, well he known. went. Yeah, he went. Nolan Ryan just took him. If you haven't seen it, took him in the headlock. Just pounded the top of this head over and over and over and over again. Also, Ray Knight against a third baseman from the 86 Mets. I can't remember who it was, but that was a fire. Firefight. Yo, Bryce Harper fighting whoever the fuck that was, like, recently. Mm-hmm. That was terrible. Right. All the dude on San Fran? I forgot who threw at him. Someone in San Francisco. I was early in the year. Arenado fought someone on San Diego early in the year. Yeah, he, he was leaking. That was a real good fight. That was a good scrap. That was a good one. Wait, who was leaking? Nolan? Yeah, it was leaking from his eye. Sometimes you guys cry, you know what I'm saying? Do you know what was whack? You remember the Jason Veritek versus Alex Rodriguez? That was corny. And, and I'm usually against everything. Against everything Yankees, but yo, Jay, Jay, Jay Jason Veritek, talk to me, bro. Gotta take that fucking mask off, bro. Let's go! Like, nah, dude, you gotta... You protect yourself. It's nah, like the idiot. That. That's fine. Not in baseball. Nah, like Michael Crabtree against a... T- uh, I was gonna do it again. <laughs> Talib. Talib. <laughs> Talib? Yo... You gotta take your fucking helmet off. Nah, nah, nah. Yes. Nah. If the other guy has his helmet off and you are initiating a fight, yo, you, you rip the dude's chain off and you can't take your helmet off. That's pussy. There was a brawl. I think it was with the Jets and uh, the Skins this week. And Rich, no, it was the Niners and someone else. The Niners and uh, it was the, the Niners Hopkins. and Hopkins and Richard Sherman. You see him? He puts his helmet on right away and gets yeah, in dude. There. Yo, my high school coach yo, used to you, say, if a brawl breaks out, strap up. Like, don't take it off. The dumbest person out there is the one that takes his helmet off during a football fight. Get Why would you do it? Remember that one dude in Miami took his helmet off and was swinging it at people? Yeah, I remember oh, that. That yeah. was fucked up. That's, That's scary. Talk about roid rage, man. Bro, Andre Johnson and Cortland Finnegan. That was through his helmet? That was a good fight. That was, a good that was dope. Yeah. That was a Yo, clean scrap. Andre Johnson almost took his fucking head off. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, what about last year? Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Green. He took Why do I not fight. remember that? Also Yo, they, they, both got, they, they both got thrown out of the game. What week was this earlier in the year? In the uh, year? October, November, whenever they obviously whenever oh, they so played. Yeah, like, now that we're talking about Acuna and like you, how you said how baseball brawls are softer. Do you think what do you, what do you prefer, baseball brawls or football scraps? Base brawls, like Base real brawls. ones. They're the best because you got twenty five people. People coming in from the pen, the, co- <laughs> the coaching staff. If it's real, if it's a really good fight, you got the bullpen catcher coming in. And they just scrap. Yo, Gary Sanchez got into a scrap last year. He was throwing cheap shots. I know you guys remember oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yo, that was scumbaggish. That was scumbaggish. That was weak. Uh, Tyler Austin and the Red Sox and Joe Kelly. This year, Aaron Judge was throwing his Oh, yeah, in the beginning bit. of the year. Yeah, yeah, in April. That was a good one. I forgot about that. That yeah. was a good one. Yeah. You got to fight in sports, man. Yeah, you have to. I mean, it's what you, you get a bunch of men that are testosterone driven beings. Yo, you know and what you fight was crazy when Melo was on the Nuggets and they fought in the Garden. Yeah. And uh who did he, did he hit Jeffries? Mar- yeah. Or Yo, Marty he, Collins. Marty started Collins. the whole thing and then I think he hit Jared Jeffries. Yo, that was a good scrap too. And it's funny because JR Smith is <laughs> God, on that the team. Knicks suck. <laughs> 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 Jared these names like uh, Nate Rob was in there. I saw who else was in there for the Knicks? Don't even just don't a even. mess, but yeah, Melo was on that team and J.R. Smith was on that team. And then it's funny how, like, you fast forward a couple years later, they're like two fan favorites. Yeah. Who, which fans? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he People, gave, they both gave the Knicks mad good years. Yo, he won six man of the year. He gave the, they both gave the Knicks the best basketball you've seen in the last 20 they years. They both gave the Knicks one oh, solid I'm not season get out of seven. The best basketball you've seen in the last 20 years. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, yeah, I'm, all, I'm all for fighting in sports and beaning and whatever. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, Jose Urena got suspended six games for uh, for for his actions. AKA well, for for beating him. Yeah. yeah. AKA one start. Why? Hey, again, you you do the crime. You gotta do the time. Yo, but like, do you usually get suspended yeah. if you if you if you uh, intentionally hit someone? A starter, yeah. The one, one, do you guys remember the video we posted on VM of Terry Collins coming out and talking to the yeah yeah and when Noah, Noah Syndergaard hit the guy yeah with no warning. It's just no. He threw behind them. Chase Utley. Right. Oh yeah. He threw behind them. Meant to hit him. Got yeah. thrown out of the game. Yo, right yo. No lie. I'd watch more baseball if if umpires were mic'd up like that. Well, well, it was Terry who was mic'd up. That Terry right? Collins or, shit. That shit was both, fire. Both. I love mic'd up across all sports. I never yeah. saw that in baseball though. Me neither. That was the first time I saw it, and I was so intrigued. You know what's by funny that too? Video. Like baseball has the most obvious arguments. Like you can never tell in football when the coach is like screaming at the ref because they have like side judges and stuff that you can bark at the whole game. But in baseball, you have to make your way out of the dugout and, like, in front of everyone, yell at the ump. Yeah. Lord. So I'm like, what the hell is he? What do you think he's saying to him? I that mean, close to his face. <laughs> you see Harbaugh out there, though, getting after it. What do you say? Where in the. He's not like the there. hash marks, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Both Harbaugh's. Yeah. Those guys are psychic. Jim was even worse. Jim is even worse. They probably flipped out on each other, like, back in the day. How crazy is it that they played in a Super Bowl against each other? Bro? That must be a proud father, man. Wild. Wild. Family yo, at genes. Christmas, yo, you fucking suck. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> awesome. But at the same time, like, you got the way that brothers roll is everyone could, you guys could talk shit to each other at all times. Someone outside of you two talks oh, shit to the other person. It's a rap for that person. It's a rap. Mm hmm. It's good. Tim knows all about that, the brother. I do, I do. I, I fight with my brothers all the time, and then I fight for my brothers all the time. So it's all the good. time. Easy there, buddy. I mean, I used to physically fight. Okay. I don't fight anymore. Taekwondo. Yeah, we got Black belt, right? I don't need uh, pre-black. Yeah, put it down there, Tim McGregor. Pre-black. Uh, anyway, let's <laughs> let's move on. Let's play some spitball. <laughs> okay. Um, starting with he could go all the Callaway. So I wanted to say this because I know it's a little bit of old news and you probably know about it, but I want to give it to you from a teacher's perspective, mm-hmm. right? So Antonio Callaway, his uh, punishment for not telling the Browns about his suspension was that, guess what? You are going to be uh, half. You're gonna have to play the whole entire preseason game, kid. Well, I want to tell you something for, that I learned in grad school as a teacher, and that's, you know, homework passes. Remember homework passes? Mm-hmm. No. Well, like you did something good in class. Joe doesn't know because he never did anything good in class. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's not lying. You take you take a. It's, it's like you do something good, so they give you a homework pass, and there's one day you don't have to do the homework. You're given the homework pass. That's fire. The thing is that builds up. A, uh, a mentality that makes a negative connotation go to homework. Right. So how on earth are you an NFL franchise punishing your player by making them play the whole game? This is the dumbest thing ever. It's, the, it's so dumb. Especially because the preseason is when guys who are fringe are trying to get out there and make a play and make the team. I mean, he is fringe in every aspect of everything. Even so, even that makes it even worse. Because it's like, this dude is getting all the opportunity and someone else isn't out there right. because this guy's being punished. Right. It's like everyone dreams to be out there to be proving themselves. I mean, I don't know if you guys watch Hard Knocks. After I got to watch the second episode. So the, his last play was a slant that he broke 50 yards. So what, what happened? He got suspended for weed. I mean, he got caught with weed. He didn't tell anybody. He got in trouble, and then the the you know the culmination of all this is he, he walks off the the field a hero. with smiles. Yeah, hero. And not only now the coaching staff's like, wow, look at this kid. He was tired, and he still ran a slant to the house. Mm-hmm. Po- sounds like positives to me. If you're Antonio Callaway, it also 
kind of makes like like you're saying how it, you associate it with like uh you give homework a ne- negative connotation whatever but it also could tell people like yo if i act out it's not the worst thing in the world because i might get some playing time it, <laughs> like not that that would happen all the time but it might some asshole might be like a little bit of incentive to be like maybe i'll be late to practice maybe they'll like make me play more this Amen. is the one case that's ever happened yeah it's stupid it'll never happen again because they're probably like everyone's like yeah what are you doing this is not a punishment before we move I on. I heard someone on ESPN being like, oh, that's a punishment because no one wants to be out there in preseason. You see everyone. They just like joke around in silence. Like, yes, but fringe players, they die to be out there. Like a like a rookie competing to be a starting slot receiver. Yeah. It's like that guy. But before we move on real quick, for those of you who watch Hard, Hard Knocks, Devin Kajust, Queens product. Bro, you don't got to tell me. He's on my Madden franchise. I know, I'm, tell, he, I'm telling everybody here. He leads the league oh, in I reception. Know. <laughs> been he went to Holy Juice. Cross. I know yeah. you guys know. Um, I'm telling the peeps. All right. Uh, the race is on. Uh, as we just talked about, the race is on for the NL, MV- NL Rookie of the Year. I should Hello. say MVP. But, uh, yeah, and, and, and the, the AL wild card, too. So things are heating up in baseball. Uh, Acuna's pushing Juan Soto, the 19-year-old phenom. And the Nats are falling, you know, deep, deep out of contention. So if you see Acuna making big plays on a, on a team pushing for a playoff spot, I feel like you got to give him the edge. Uh, whistleblowing. Mia St. John's is a former women's boxing champion, and she came out recently because Triple G and Canelo are fighting in a couple weeks. Are we still on that bet? I remember we made a wager a couple couple months ago. Whoa. It ended in a tie. Yeah, but I said we, That's we, a push, we, would, roll, we would roll it back, though, because oh. I'm still team Triple G. I mean, he, hey, I got, the, he said, I got the steroid user. I'll take it. Yeah. So Triple G was like, yo, I don't want to fight him because he's on roids. And this lady came out and said that I was on roids pretty much 85% of the fights that I fought. And wow. everyone in MMA and boxing uses. So basically what a lot of people do is they take the fight anyway because they want to get paid. And it's going to be a big payday for Triple G. So she's kind of just like whistleblowing and exposing the combat sports world. Interesting. Yeah, it's It's amazing to me that baseball still won't let players into the hall of fame for using peds but the place where peds are most prevalent fighting sports and football are probably the most where they have the biggest impact on the game and they have the biggest impact on like hitting other players and injuring other people and no one holds them accountable at all (laughs) like if i said brian cushing to you would you would you remember that he got suspended for steroids yeah. yeah. Oh, you you could. He was, yeah. He's a deranged, but he's like probably the only one. That dude's nuts. <laughs> that dude would hit himself over his head with his own yeah. helmet. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, he's a he's a psycho. Or I think Ray Lewis was suspended one time, but I don't want to slander Ray. That Lewis. That was uh, deer antler spray. Right. Well, there you go. Whatever the fuck that is. But you're not thinking about Ray Lewis, the steroid user. You're thinking about Ray Lewis, the Hall of Famer, the motivator. The yeah. Why? Why is that the case in football? I thought you were gonna drop the murderer. <laughs> the alleged murderer. <laughs> yeah. Um. Kobe keeps winning. Kobe Bryant in 2014 bought, pulled a 50 cent, bought 10% of a company called Body Armor. You may see their um, advertisements on your local local bodega. Um, recently, Coca-Cola came through and bought a minority stake in Body Armor. Kobe Bryant's share is now worth, according to ESPN, a cool $200 million. To put that into perspective, Kobe Bryant made a just over 320 million in his entire career. He t- it took him about what is his 2014, 15, 16, 17, 4 years <laughs> 4 years <Wow>. to uh, <laughs> to uh, make 3 quarters of the money that he made in his entire playing career. That's fine. So shout out to Kobe who keeps winning even when he's not on the court. Bro, LeBron did it with Liverpool. 
yep. bought in for for six million dollars and now his shares are it's like 32 million now nice i think kobe was like six million too yeah his initial buy six yes 10 percent of body armor six million Ridiculous. Uh, one day one day man i wish i had six million dollars uh <laughs> can hear the footsteps uh houston before winning yesterday at home yesterday being wednesday had lost nine straight at home uh, coming into that day, and since Oakland has been the hottest team in baseball over the last month and a half, they're only sitting two games out now, and Seattle's four and a half games out. So, Houston, who we thought was this mighty team after winning the World Series last year, kind of looked, eh, given injuries and all that. Altuve was on the DL, Correa was on the DL, Lance McCullers Jr. is on the DL, so they're missing some big pieces, but you know, this could be a three-way tie, and I'm all about that. Mess up the wild card, mess everything up. Follow that going into the home stretch. Better off watching at a bar. The opening prices for UFC 229, headlined by Khabib <laughs> and Conor McGregor. Uh, if you were planning on going to Vegas, I know Boss and I looked into it. Uh, bedtime. <laughs> Cheapest ticket is $250. Now, these are the retail. Just to get in the building. These are, Yeah, but hold on. These are not StubHub, not SeatGeek. This is if you are on Ticketmaster or wherever, MGM Grand. You got them immediately. Yeah. Got them immediately. Cheapest ticket was $250. Now they're expecting it to be anywhere in the $1,000 range for the cheapest ticket to get into the building. So, High rollers only. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That is holy shit money. That's what boxing and fighting has always been. It's always been like a, the people who are there are there not only to be there, but also status. It's like a status symbol. I remember back, yeah. in the, back in the day, all the, like, the big drug dealers from Harlem would be there and shit. And all that kind of stuff. It's fire. Yeah. Uh, anyway, do you guys want to talk some NFL? Mm-hmm. Nope. Just kidding. Of course I do. That's why I'm here. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, I anyway, said no. uh, let's <laughs> let's talk about the NFC East. Ooh. Ooh. Yo, yo. He's I'm got ready. the shirt on. I'm ready. He's got the shirt on. I think I know this division pretty well. I'm pissed I missed the AFC East because I'm on vacation last week. But I know Tim. I hope you held it down for the Jets. You know, you know, what I'm saying? You know Sam Darnold, biggest F- X Factor. In Yo, the he's playing right oh, now, tonight, as we record. You know what? I th- had a ch- second to think about it. I think he's the second biggest X Factor. Patrick Mahomes is the first. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, I used him in Madden. Whatever. Yo, does no one listen to me when I say about Andrew Luck? Damn, y'all gonna learn, man. I mean Andrew Luck too. Y'all gonna learn. But I, that defense but still Luck sucks. Is the, the team around you know him about is Andrew still... Luck. He needs to be elite, 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 elite. Vegas moved their win total up one full game. Don't happen often. He's fine. I would say he's one. Of, he's another one of the X-Factors, though. I would say he's number three besides those two. <laughs> him being healthy changes that entire division. Maybe for Josh Allen. But, but we'll save it for next week when we talk about the South. Anyway, <laughs> NFC East. Uh, we want to do the, the storyline to watch, the biggest addition, biggest subtraction, and the rookie to watch. In this division, so we're going to start with storylines. Whoever wants to go first, uh, I'll lead this off. It is clearly the number one storyline, probably in the entire NFC, is Carson Wentz's knee. Mm. You're looking at a team that is loaded. He's the reason why, not because he's a great, great quarterback, because he also makes about three million dollars against the cap. It's one thing I've been saying for many, many years now. The Seahawks rose to prominence because Russell Wilson was getting paid less than the kicker, right? Dak Prescott isn't making any money right now. Ah, Dak is a bad one. But, like, golf, the Rams are able to bring in Sue. They were able to bring in Watkins last year. They bring in Cooks. They'll give Donald a deal. They'll give Donald a deal. You bring in Peters and Tlaib. Right? Yo, that team's ridiculous. So, but why, though? Because golf is on a rookie deal. Yeah. He's getting paid $6 million. Golf is making making $6 million a year against the cap. 
Wentz is around that much too. But when you look and Kirk Cousins is taking up 25% of your cap, all these Eli Manning's making $25 million a year. When you have the luxury of not having to pay a quarterback money, you could go out and get all these free agents. We've seen it work many times. Preach. So if his, I'm crushing this right now. If his <laughs> knee is banged up and he's not healthy, he still might not play in the all of September. We don't know yet because what a lot of people forget is he tore his ACL in December. He didn't have surgery until the playoffs because he was with the knee brace on mm -hmm. the sideline of the Super Bowl. So he hasn't had surgery for about a year. It hasn't been a year yet. Was it you who told me the thing where you rehab before the yeah, surgery yeah, now? Yeah, because that's, that's what I did. So you rehab before you strengthen the muscles around your knee, and then you go in surgery. So it shaves off on the back end of your rehab. Mm. So instead of it being a 9- to 12-month issue, now it's like 6- to 9, and it's huge. Dude, AP tore his ACL in yeah, January, then he won MVP. And the new thing now, it's called a cadaver, where they take, instead of in the past, they take from your tibia or your hamstring, Mm -hmm. a ligament and drag it down it would weaken that part of your body then now what they do with the cadaver it's from a dead person who's your age they match it up and whatnot all the science behind it so it's a it's a better way of of rehab i just became an organ donor uh like yesterday damn Shut that up. goes on like your license doesn't it <laughs> yeah my license i uh, i was i was trying to buy an airbnb for an announcement that hopefully i'll have an, have for you guys next week and then um Anyway, like I had to take a picture of my driver's license and I saw on the back, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll donate my organs. So if I became like like a star wide receiver's knee, I'd be hyped. <laughs> I'd be hyped. That'd be sick. Yeah, right? So yeah, I'm, I'm, that's Tim acts like the wide receiver's <laughs> knee has eyeballs and he can see everything going Yo, on. Yo, it's, like. it's all about spirit, all right? My energy will be in the Super Bowl Word. one day. <laughs> so his, his knee is going to determine, I think, the entire NFC. Because you're looking at a team that should be a team that hosts a playoff game throughout the NFC playoffs if he's healthy. And if he's not, if he's if he's not there for September and they're one and three, they're playing a first place schedule. They open up a tough game at home against the Falcons. It's going to it's going to be hard. So I think his knee is the biggest storyline of the NFC East and just the whole NFC. Any faith in Nick Foles? Yes. No. He just won you a Super Bowl. Well, I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. No, not really. Why do you not have faith in Nick Foles? I, I, shoulder the load for a month. I, they ran a very specific offense for him that teams were not fortunate enough to be able to scout. Like, yeah. if you don't, if you don't remember, Foles really struggled the last two games of the season. They, like, then they got blanked by the Raiders, if I'm not mistaken. And the, it was a Monday night, game, I think. the Monday night football game against the Raiders was probably one of the worst football games I've ever seen in my life. So, and then they they put that offense in in the playoffs. And teams can't scout it. And I'm going to piggyback off because my my biggest storyline in the NFC East is can the Eagles actually become a dynasty, right? We've seen these teams kind of build and have these shots at the championships and win a championship or look like they could, and then they kind of stay pat, fall off. You saw that with the Seahawks most recently. Uh, you saw that with the Steelers a few years back when they started winning their championships in the beginning, and then they, they resurrected because they have a great franchise. But... This, the Eagles are in that place that Nick was talking about where they could afford all these contracts, and they did not stand pat this year. They got rid of some guys. They brought in they brought in big-time playmakers, and that shows me that they are progressing, right? But there are some positions on the field that, that are questionable now. Like Alshon Jeffrey had a really good year last year, but he got open not too much. He might start the year on the pup list. He he made he had one of the best contest, contested catch rates last year, and Carson Wentz loved to throw him when he wasn't open. 
but not getting open is a problem when you're a receiver. So can they? They lost to Garrett Blunt, who was a big part of that team. Can they continue to build forward? Can they win 13 games this year? Can they win 12 games this year? Can they be a number one seed? Can they get that? Can they become a dynasty? Can they become a force for the next five years in the NFC? And this year is going to determine whether that's possible. Uh, my storyline is just the post-Kirk Cousins era. Mm. No more you like that. No more none of that, right? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Jackson's been out of there. Like Pierre Garçon's been out of there. That offense that was so good for them for a couple of years is not. Nah, nothing's there no more. And it's Josh Doxson's time now. He was his first round pick. Yes, He's going into his third year. Those guys too. Paul Richardson. Bonarchy. They brought in Paul Richardson. Alex Smith is their new quarterback for. He's like a placeholder. He's for the time being. I think one of their their roster might be one of the worst in the NFL. But uh, yeah, the blow to guys that hurts because he's part of that new look offense and. I don't know. There's a lot of question marks now. Washington for the for now and for the future. So it's like, what what's the direction they're going? And there's no clear, definitive answer there. But if Geis next year, obviously not this year now, but in Docs and Pan out, you have some two solid skill position players, players right there, and then you go out and get your quarterback. They seem like you're in a competitive rebuild. As no, they, there's nothing competitive about them. I don't know. Look, they were like very very injured last year, right? And before they got injured, they were decent. Now you're switching out Kirk Cousins, who I said in this show many many times i'm a big fan of kirk cousins i think what he did he was very much underrated for how much he did for that franchise but you bring in alex smith who's no slouch right this is a guy who's used to running teams he's used to running playoff teams right so if you put him in there in the right situation and chris thompson stays healthy and josh doxson stays healthy and that defense can stay healthy and the offensive line most importantly can stay healthy the redskins have a shot to make a little noise and be i wouldn't say a playoff team because i don't have them in the playoffs at all but to be an upset kind of team that if the eagles come in to washington that's not a gimme but it never is though even the years that the Redskins are three and thirteen, those games are always tough in the division. I mean, division games are division games, no yeah. matter what. The then, Jets play the Pats tough every time. All right, then outside no division the games too. I, I think that the Redskins are going to be competitive this year. I don't see them winning a lot of games, but I think you know what's their over under in Vegas? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, seven and a half. I think the unders are a good bet on that, but at the same time, I think seven wins is a is a fair place yeah, to put them. Six and ten, seven yeah. and nine. So, and it all depends on Alex Smith. So. I mean, it's it, the Reds are an intriguing team this year. There's a lot of intriguing teams. Well, the one thing, the one concern I have with Alex Smith is this is a guy who his career was was always shaky until he ran into two guys that are really good with quarterbacks, Jim Harbaugh and then Andy Reid, Jay Gruden, right? Like, I mean, Kirk Cousins. Sure, out. that was McVay though. That was that was, that was McVay, and that's that's also a lot of it had to do, I think, with Kirk Cousins being that good. Like, who do you think is a better quarterback? So, like, you think Alex Smith is going to fall off a cliff this year because he doesn't have a good coach? I think so. He doesn't have to necessarily fall off a cliff to, to be in his career averages. been around. Yeah, I think he's just been around the block so long that he knows but let's, who he is. Let's not forget, though, Alex Smith was a below-average quarterback until he got his ass pushed last year by the rookie coming in. right? And he kind of took a stranglehold of that job and never looked back. He, before that, there was a lot of Alex Smith questions. And there's a lot of us in here saying Alex Smith is a, is a thing keeping the Chiefs from competing. So let's see if Alex Smith can can duplicate what he did last year because it's not it's in no way a guarantee. He was so fun to bet against on Jan- in January. God, <laughs> I love Alex Smith for that. <laughs> That's it. All right, um, let's get to the biggest uh, addition in the NFC East. Go ahead, Alec Ogletree, baby. Finally, a linebacker that's not an asshole. 
I know he had a down year with the Rams last year, but he was the captain for the Rams. What happened? He's kind of an asshole. Nah. He's an asshole in pass coverage. All right. He's not perfect. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You could keep going. Keep going. But he was... <laughs> he's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Watch the disrespect. Right? Right? <laughs> he's a lot. He's a lot better than what they've had in the past. So, so it's clearly an upgrade. Um, he was, according to PFF, he was top ten in run, run, uh, run assignments and run stuffing. And the Giants need linebackers that are not assholes. I'm sorry. To me, he's not an asshole compared to what they've had out there. He's he's an improvement, and he brings over his leadership too. He was the captain for the Rams defense the last couple of years, so it's clearly an upgrade, no matter how you feel about him. And you need someone in the middle to stabilize your defense. And it's been a hole that they haven't had since Antonio Pierce. I was just going to say that mm-hmm. name. So Chase Blackburn. You know, Chase Blackburn <laughs> for like God. six weeks. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Alec Ogletree could make some noise in that division. The I, I agree. I think Alec Ogletree is a, is a very big addition. When Alec Ogletree is running forward, he's one of the better ty- uh, linebackers in the league. When he has to guard someone and run backwards, you saw David Njoku put him in a blender. Right in the first, right off the first series, like that's that's been Alec Ogletree's problem his whole career. So, the t- blocking the tight end will continue to be a pain in the Giants' side this year. It's we're not gonna stop. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna start tight ends versus the Giants. That's the, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You, you'll be very successful doing yeah. that. That and whoever plays the, the the Browns, same shit. Just stream tight ends against those two teams. You'll be all right. Jets yeah. too. Jets not in our league though. No tight ends. <laughs> you can go tight end if you want. Yeah, but I know I am. So my, my biggest addition is also on the Giants. I, I was toying with Alex Smith here, but we just talked about Alex Smith. Mine's Nate Solder, right? You get yourself a left tackle. And now the left tackle is probably the second most important position on the offense outside of quarterback, right? He's the guy that protects the quarterback. Now, Nate Solder's not the best left tackle when it comes to protecting the quarterback on pass coverages, but that's all right. Eli Manning, at this point in his career, he knows how to take a sack. He is good enough to move on to the next play. And I think that the overall improvements on the Giants' offensive line, uh, you know, make up for that a little bit. Where I really want to see him is in the run, in the run blocking. He's one of the elite run blocking offensive linemen in the league. He now has an elite talent in the backfield with him in Saquon Barkley. Um, if you're Also, gonna- uh, an elite guy next to him, too. Everyone's raving about uh, Hernandez, so that's going to be big. Okay, so ho- maybe even... Uh, that uh, that rookie that you put next to him, if he could be elite too, that's a left side of the offensive line that I'm not trying to. That's that's the type of shit that Zeke had, if it works out, when he was running like crazy in his rookie year, right? Smith, you got Smith and uh, O'Leary. On that's that, on that left side. That's the level of run blockers you have. It's going to be exciting to see those swing passes outside. And Solder is not fat. This dude can move. He could pull. So even the run, the runs to the right side, you're gonna see Solder pull a lot. Uh, he's probably he's fat, dude. He's no lie, man. I mean, he's not fat. He's fit, <laughs> dude. Like, he's he has agile. a little belly, but he's he's pretty fit. Like when I saw a picture of him, I was like, "What? That's not. That doesn't look like an old lineman. It looks like a fireman." But I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. So I think Nate Solder fireman? is the is the key because the, if the Giants are gonna get better, the offensive line has to be where it starts. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, like it, it's such an obvious thing. Everyone always says that about the Giants. It's been the case for like five years now. It's so I, frustrating. I think that the the addition of Saquon Barkley is going to help the offensive line because now you have an option as well as the backfield. The Giants have had no options out of the backfield passing since Shane Vereen played four games for them once. I was going to say he didn't even get a shot. Right, and they've had no they've had no type of 
passing out of yeah, the backfield. I, I remember when you guys were hyped for that Shane Vereen. I was like, yo, yeah. third down, like, scat back. And, I like, mean, he dude, he passes, came off. Nothing. He came out. We signed him the year after that Super Bowl against the Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Edelman won that game for them. Watch. the, the Shane Vereen's about to resurrect his career if Alvin Kamara gets injured. Watch. <laughs> but... Yeah, so I'm excited to see it for the Giants. It should do a whole bunch of wonders for the entire offense. God, I hope. I have a couple of D linemen going to the Eagles. Uh, it's kind of like the Warriors effect when I was looking at it. Like Michael Bennett, mm. you know, towards the back end of his career. And Haloti Nada. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I heard that playing. name. Yo, I, I was like, yo, this dude's been MIA in Detroit ever since he left Baltimore. He was horrible there in Detroit. So I don't know, maybe. I would say horrible. He was pretty bad in Detroit. He, was, he wasn't years. what he was in Baltimore, yeah. that's for sure. But uh, I don't know. You go to a winning team, winning culture, could, you know, resurrect your your desires to play, and Good who knows? We'll you. see. I, I think those will be two big additions for that defense, Michael Bennett and uh, Lodi Nada. All right. What about uh, subtractions? Who left and made the biggest splash? Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> r- right now, the, the Giants roster right now, if the offensive line could hold up, it's a really good roster. Starters, they have no depth at all. Yeah. All right. You're banking on guys like this defensive end Romero. He's like an unproven guy. It's like a bunch of like castoffs, really. You have Vernon, but then you also had JPP, which was nice. You had Snacks on the inside with Tomlinson. Must the be nice. Have snacks. Defensive tackle. Yo, he was. I remember both of you were He's like, filthy, "Yo, that's, bro." You guys are gonna be so happy with him. He's awesome. He's perfect. Hard to move. Perfect. He he is and like he's a great guy. Like, <laughs> dude is. I feel like he he has such a big impact. Like if he went down, like your our defense is drastically worse. Oh yeah, what so happened to our defense? We lost him in the first. Drastically agency. worse. Drastically worse. Yeah. So losing JPP, a guy that could bring double digit sacks to the table year in year out, even with his three and a half fingers on that one hand, <laughs> I think that's a huge loss. He's also a guy that was drafted by by you. He was with you for eight years. A lot of good years. So it's a it's a big loss for them. Now who's gonna step up opposite of Olivier Vernon? Who I think Vernon Shady is gonna have a monster year. If you remember what uh, your boy Chandler Jones did, and uh, I think his name is but- Butcher or Butker is the name of the defensive coordinator that came Butker's over. Butker's the kicker yeah but Butcher it might be he was the defensive coordinator of the Cardinals is now the the DC for the Giants and he's planning on using. Olivier Vernon, the way he, he used Chandler Jones last mm. year. So. Chandler Jones was the league in sacks last year. That's what I'm saying. He might have a monster year. So just need to find someone opposite of him. I have uh, Des Bryant. I was towing on Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is uh, he's more the, the biggest addition than biggest subtraction. Now, I think it's going to be a subtraction, but the fact that you put a veteran quarterback that knows how to win in Alex Smith in his place softens the blow a little bit. But my biggest subtraction is Des Bryant. And I think this is addition by subtraction. Um, when you saw, when you saw, uh, what's his name in his best? Dak Prescott. When you saw him at his best, he didn't have the pressure to, to throw to a main guy, right? It was an offense that revolved around Zeke, and then everyone else kind of like caught the passes that they needed to catch. And one thing that you saw is De- uh, Dak was really good at spreading the ball all over the field. I'm excited to see that happen again. I'm also excited to see some speed in that, in that whole core. There's no speed, really. Terrence Williams was their deep threat, and he's not particularly, like, the fastest dude on the field, right? So now you stretch the field. Michael Gallup has, has looked really good in the preseason. I know it's only been one game, but I'm excited about him. Tim Sleeper for fantasy, by the way. One of my many sleepers that I have for fantasy. And it's it's going to be – it's going to be – see, Alan Hearns is another guy who's a veteran receiver who could do uh, – 
do a lot. Cole Beasley was his favorite receiver. He'll probably be his favorite receiver again out of the slot. So when you're looking at the Cowboys' offense, yeah, the names might not be there, but I think the fact that Dez leaves and his fucking antics in that locker room while I'm watching All or Nothing makes me want to fucking choke him sometimes. Like, not literally choke him, but like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, come on, bro. It's uh, like he's like he's like mellow, like dudes that are slower and just don't want to admit it. Yeah. And so, like, I'm not saying you're not good, Des. You serve a purpose. But if you're going to come in and be T.O. and act like you're the number one receiver, you got to go. So he has to go. And I, I'm excited to see the whole culture of the Cowboys offense shift as a result of that move. Cowboys are playing a last place, last place schedule, third place schedule. Second. They finished in second last year? They went 9-7. and seven. Jeez. Plus 200 to win the division. They didn't have Zeke for six games. They won nine games. They Might got rid of Dez, too. I think I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Cowboys this year. Might be a good squad. I am. Speaking of Cowboys, I got Jason Witten as my sub. That son of a bitch. Yo, dude was there <laughs> forever God. making plays on like third and five. Yo, that's one of the slowest looking dudes yo, I've ever seen in my life. he's one of the life. guys, when I was watching football like my whole life, I'm like, yo, how does this guy get open? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but he's open with like no one around and 10 feet like You know what he reminds me of? You know how like in the leagues that we play in, there's like one like fat dude on yeah, every team that yeah. like no one's like, I'm just going to guard this guy. But he always has like 30 catches. Yeah. I'm like, all right, someone put a fucking body on this guy. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. The, and, he's, and the older guys in the league too. Yeah, it's Same like shit. I feel like that's Jason Witten. But yo, like you watch this guy run routes and like they show like replays of him catching like a big ass third down. You're like, and then he's bumbling, and stumbling, and he's yeah. huge. Yo. He looks like he was a star player on his high school team, but he forty did, years ago, right? But like not anymore. I forgot who it was, but there was a, a, a tight end that retired, and he put out a tweet saying how his daughter asked him, "Daddy, how does Jason Witten get so wide open?" And he said, if I had an answer, I'd probably still be playing. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, yo, no one knows. This guy, is, he looks mad yo, slow, but he's just growing He up. looks like what like I think Ben Roethlisberger would look like if he played tight end. Like, just <laughs> running like that. Yo, That's behind Tony like. Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, and like Jimmy Graham and Gronk, like Jason Witten was, was there for years. Yeah. And it's like, that dude was a, a top tight end. Like, he was over-liable. Ralph, our friend Ralph, was like, security blanket. Yeah, he's yeah. the security blanket. Every time he makes a catch. But, yo, that dude is always there, like a five-yard hook with nobody around him. It's going to be interesting to see how Dez Dez, kind of... Dak. uh, Dak, yeah, sorry. And it's funny because Cole Cole Beasley and Jason Witten, those were the guys, really. Like, you were saying it was Cole Beasley, but it was... It was Witten. It it was a lot of Witten, especially because... The tight end is the easiest throw to make. It's the shortest one. He's coming off the line. So not he's only right on there. the field, but in the locker room, too. Like, that dude was just a grizzled yeah, vet. Yeah, there's also a guy he missed one game his whole career. Yeah, he's a warrior. Ruptured his spleen and then played the next week. He said he's, he actually wrote an article for ESPN uh, where he was he's talking He's going to be about, on Monday Night Football. Yes, and where he was talking about um, locker room culture and how it sucks now because it's just a bunch of players in a locker room with their headphones on if their head's buried in phones. And because of that... The camaraderie around the locker room isn't what it used to be. And guys like him kind of bring that to the locker room. He's the nowadays. last of that, like, era. Yeah, he Where is. there was no phones. So and- now it's the transition into, like, I don't know, man. These, these Like, I saw Lamar Jackson, and he was on IG, and he was, like, doing a little Uzi. You know, he was, like, dancing to little Uzi. And I'm like, man, I kind of like you a little less now. Why? Because if you listen to that dumb music. Bro, he's mad young. That's true. He's like 20. That's true. One. But it's dumb music. Damn, who does 20? every it's dumb. Kid, average, who does every kid that you teach listen to? Lil Uzi. Nah. Everybody listen I mean, to Lil Uzi. Bro, they listen to pro- these, pro- these new up-and-coming I, guys. A Boogie. A Boogie's popular. Jay Critch is popular in the Bronx. Wow. 
Yeah. There's a name I haven't heard in a while. I mean, they listen to little Uzi, don't get me wrong, but they yes. also they also listen to intelligent music. Like I I, I Bro, that music is not it's it's mumbling like the rap you yeah, could say the content that's, that's the what content it is, has always been that's like not, a, its own genre now is yeah. mumbling. Yeah. It's it's the content's not always been ideal but the the structure and the way it was structured and the 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 things they were talking about they had some it had some knowledge, some street knowledge in it at least. There's no knowledge in this shit. It's just a bunch of people talking about and screaming. I mean, whatever. I sound like an old man right now, but yeah, you, you do. do yeah. It just it, it's the you transition. Are the, the oldest of the bunch. I'm 29, too. so it's the it's the transition. Like that's the that's the Witten transition. Witten's only 35, so me and him are kind of in the same demographic. Don't make Tim your GM. <laughs> first interview question at the draft. Kind of who's first in your iPod? <laughs> Let me hear your iPod? Yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. Get the fuck out of here. Can't draft them. Can't win with them. <laughs> Who's it? Little Pump? Get the fuck out. I'm just saying. Free Kodak. I don't even know if I believe what I'm saying Lamar, right now. Lamar Jackson. You don't. Yeah, you don't. I think you're just, just upset. This is dumb music. Uh, but yeah. you're going to do with Lamar Jackson, though. You're going to say, I don't nah. like this guy because he's getting high. No, no. I still like Lamar Jackson. I'm just, saying, like, I mean, I'm just saying, like, that's what's going on. Instead of, like, talking about football with your teammates and strategy and all this shit, you got people talking about, I got diamonds on my chain. I got shit on my feet. He and, knows the game plan. Like, but, it's 10 minutes but before there is something to, But there is something to be said about that camaraderie. But you didn't, listen, that, you didn't listen to music to get hype before games and whatnot? Nah. Bro, when I was no? in high school on the no. team bus, I had my iPhone. Yeah. I, my, All right, but how, how long before the game started did you take your headphones off? When we got there. All right. They're not doing that. All right. All right. <laughs> listen. Reach. Moving on. <laughs> uh, we got. Did you do your subtraction? I did. Jason Wynn, boy. Jason Wynn, that's right. All right. Uh, let's do the rookies to watch in the division. Someone say Barkley now. Saquon Barkley. Thank you. That's that's the rookie. I, I mean, do I, do I really have to say why? I think he brings nope. an entire level to the – like I said that the Giants' offensive line is going to be a key to them having a good season. He is a key to the offensive line having a good season because when you have a good running back that can make your bad plays look better, it's going to be good. When you have a running back that you can, that you can hit out of the backfield – Two-step drop, hit him in the back, hit him. The guys like that, it takes pressure off that offensive line that might not be as good, right? I use this all the time. David Johnson, when he broke all these records for large yards from scrimmage, PFF had the Cardinals ranked as the 26th best offensive line that year. So when you're looking at that, and you could say you could not like PFF or whatever, no, but it's just that there it's is something to be said about being no, ranked no, that no. low on its on for people that are studying only offensive line play, right? That, so you. you that that whole quote, like they were ranked 16th or whatever what were they ranked 26th, will be engraved on Tim's tombstone. <laughs> but that loves it. it when it comes to Saquon Barkley, I see the same kind of thing where he can elevate the play of the people around him. That's how good he is. And when and when you have a big play potential, big plays change the change the momentum of the whole game all the time. So yeah. I mean, also he was the second pick overall. Um, no, but you're right. If you Giants if you have a you have a running back that could catch passes, that takes. The load off of the quarterback a little bit because if you're able to swing out and dump that, you know that guy's right there over the top. Of course, especially it's someone like Easy E. He's so old now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The quicker the ball's out of his hands, the better he's doing. Someone takes a step past the center, he's like, oh, he'll drop to the floor. <laughs> Yo, not for nothing. What was Eli's uh, completion percentage last year? Can you look that up, MP? Oh that was God. without having a backfield to throw to. I mean, it's been or like a receiver to throw to ever. There was, but, right, but the there, field. Was, there was receivers on the field. Roger like, Lewis. Like, look at a lot of these quarterbacks <laughs> have high p- completion percentages because they hit the guy out of the backfield and they run. Back, they, like, f- like my Madden stats, bro. Short shit. Right? The Giants haven't had that as an option at all. 61%. He was in the 60s despite that. If he gets up to 67, 68% this year because of that, 
You're looking at a whole different outlook on Eli. I, 67 is a lot. 65. I also like the fact that he's never 63 had, is the highest. But he's never had a running back to throw to ever. About Bradshaw? Uh, that, was yeah, a, Bradshaw. that was a long pause. Bradshaw. No, we're trying to think. We're trying to. Think I mean, Bradshaw. Out. I mean, I I guess, but that was before the era of. I liked Bradshaw. Swing it out to the backs a Bradshaw. lot. You know. Yeah. He was a good player. I like you. You love Bradshaw more when you see what happened after him. Yeah. You're like damn, yo, you know who I missed? My Fucking Bradshaw. Bradshaw. Yo, it's always great when you give guys like a ton of flack, and then when they leave, you're like, damn. Thomas God, Jones. I wish was we like had that. someone like that. Thomas Jones was like that for me. I was like, oh, I wish we had a better running back. Someone who can make big, break big plays, but Thomas Jones got us 1,300 yards a year. I, we haven't had it that since. Yeah, I miss it. I love you, Thomas. All right, um, I'm gonna go with someone Nick mentioned earlier, Will Hernandez. I think he's versatile and it will. he can play. You know, a lot of a lot of spots on the line, and uh, kind of reminds me of a couple years ago, more than a couple years ago now. But when Justin Pugh was drafted and Nick hated it, but yo, this is the same situation, style player. But they got him in the second round where he was a first round grade. And where, where you Pugh. saw Justin Pugh go, you're like, yo, we could have got this guy in the second round. Well, yeah, that's when you why see I hate Will Hernandez available in the second round, you're like, yo, that's a first round talent who's falling to us in the second round. And we all know about the, the Giants O line woes. It's like, dude, I think Will Hernandez is obviously gonna be a day one starter and we're gonna see the impact he's gonna bring to not only protecting Eli, but the running game. Hmm. And he was on a U yo, that guy has I bet you his character is through the roof. Bro, he was playing with UTEP, and they didn't win a game, I think, his last season, his draft year. So, you know that guy's game, and he's hungry to win some football games. For sure. He went one game. It's an upgrade. It's pretty solid. And he wears the Brian Cox neck thing. Yes. Which always adds a level of scary. Oh, I love that. Always. The neck roll? <laughs> the neck roll. Yo, he, the neck he roll got, is a dying, like, it's extinct. Yeah, it is. I know. I don't know what's, what's going on. I don't know. I don't know. He got into it with snacks early at camp. And love that. like, yo, I, He's like, that's my guy now. <laughs> he's like, I loved it. He didn't back down. We tried to punk him because he's a rookie, and he's like, oh, I'm not having that. So that's guys a, like that. That's a heavyweight battle right Dude, there. when I hear about rookie, <laughs> rookies, rookies fighting in camp, I'm like, yes. <laughs> you don't fight in camp as a rookie? You're a bitch, dude. Unless you're a quarterback. Yeah, let's hear I was going to say, Baker's not fighting no one. Yeah, no, no. No, no, no anyone who Baker fighting. No one's letting Baker get touched. Yeah, no shot. Yeah. But like, if you're an old lineman or you play any sort of defensive position, you better be fighting. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm, you know, as I've mentioned, hit him with a baseball. Go back to the original point that we made in the beginning of the show. <laughs> I'm with Throw the a baseball at him. I'm going to throw a football at him. Right in his helmet. Yeah, exactly. I'm going with uh, the first round pick for the Cowboys, Leighton Vander Esch. Ooh. All right, I got that. Boise State's finest. He, uh, you pair him up with Jalen Smith, who was the linebacker that got hurt in that. Senior Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah. No, nah, it was like nah. a bowl game, but yeah. it wasn't a yeah. big four game. His stock dropped. This was a guy that was like a consensus top five pick. It was like Miles Jack. Remember Miles Jack got hurt? Right. And then his, his stock dropped. He had a pretty good year last year, considering the fact that he missed all of his rookie year. Sean Lee, we know all about him, and like Luke Keekley are Nasty. 1A, 1B, I think, at the middle linebacker position because when they're off the field for their teams, it's day and night what their defenses are. And you pair this kid with them, that's a pretty good linebacking linebacking core over there with mm -hmm. those three. And, yo, Sean Lee is always – he's another guy that's always hurt. Yeah. Him and Keekly, as great as they are, they do miss time. So if you get this guy to – yo, the way – my bad. The way I've been sitting, my back is shot, yo. What the fuck is going You're on? You're old. Nah, man, it's my chair. My, the computer chair I used to stream. <laughs> 
Like that shit is from Astoria. I have it. Well, yeah. He's living Astoria. And it's Yo, could I could I give you a tip? Yeah. That should be good. Get Posture, a bro. get a giant medicine ball. Yeah. Oh, just sit on that. Sit on that, and then you're po- not only you'll build it your core you. strength because you got it forces you to build posture because you're not gonna be like. I I find that by the end of every show, my back hurts here too because of these chairs, because I'm but I'm slouching. So now with the cameras on me. I'm trying to be like all like you know, postured and shit, but it's not working. But if we had a ball here, it'd be working. That's why like I'm good. holding the mic like out of the stand. Yeah, med ball chairs do wonders. They med have ball? like a small little thing where the ball sits and you're like. You yeah, they like have like a ring that the ball like on your sits tailbone. in. Yeah. And then you per- just personally, I just have a big ball. I don't have the chair, but that sounds interesting. The chair has wheels like for Damn, office. Tim's got they big ass them. balls. Word. What you are you talking about? No, sit on them. But uh, yeah, this. You had big balls, my dog Charlie. Legendary. Yeah, yeah. I got pictures. I got pictures of this do- this dog's balls. Yeah, hold up. I'm showing you these balls right now. I'm you sorry. Just, yeah, but you nipped his balls. I did. I took them. Did you I put them in like? But a, yo, you w- you won't believe. You should have pinned them last time. Time out. You when you say I took them, you <laughs> mean you took them to the vet or you kept the balls? After but you think? You what do you think? I fucking cut them off with a knife? Look at it. Look at these nuts. We should put that on camera, probably. Dude, look at these balls. Those are giant. balls. I remember those. Those are. Yo, look at this video too. Look. They're just hanging, they're hanging out the back. That's a, that's big balls. Dude, you're, my you're, dog had nuts. Good thing that you neutered him because he probably would have been jizzing everywhere. Everywhere. Did he jizz? Too much jizz. <laughs> Did he jizz everywhere? No, no, no. I don't, oh. Do dogs jizz like out, out in the world? Yeah, man. I don't know. If you don't neuter your dogs, they'll reproduce. hump your couch and jizz all over. Yo, I've never gone, seen dog jizz. Yeah, my dog, Titan, has gone through like 120 stuffed animals. We get a female dog, Jazzy. Can't never, do it. Never. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what's going on, man? Look, I'm throwing you an alley-oop. Yeah, <laughs> like, come on, dog. Can you give me two points? I'm giving you the real thing here. He's not about <laughs> it? Yo, I don't think he can reach. Damn. Because he's small. That's she, trash. So he's a teacup Yorkie. She's more of a Yorkie. Oh, it's fast. And it's little like, man. yo. Yo, get him. Like, little man. Yeah, you're blue balling this guy for I life. I am killing him, yo. Yeah, yeah, get him some, yeah. get him yo, some yo, white uptowns, yo, bro. Honestly, tell him to get a bigger dick. Or that. Like, tight. You got to get it together, bud. Yeah, bro. Come get on, him some bro. ups. Why what the ups? fuck were we just talking about? Nah, Leighton Vander. I don't know how this guy Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that he's a big key. He's Except a big full circle. <laughs> I think that, you know, with the injuries that uh, Sean Lee gets here and you're out. Yeah. And, you know, giant dog balls. Hey, man. Just saying. Joey was very <laughs> proud of that. You want to see my son's balls? <laughs> just saying. Yo, if my actual son... Had balls like that, I think I'd show them off too. Like, yo, look at my kid's <laughs> balls. He's only six. He's got a fucking dick on him. Imagine, yo. All right, chill, chill, scan it, it. It must be really worse to have a really bad to have a tiny dick and giant balls. Can you imagine <laughs> living that life? Nah, at least you got something. I don't know. I don't know. At least, at least someone can leave with a story. Be like, yeah, his dick was kind of like trash, but his fucking balls were huge, man. <laughs> but you got something to be excited about. As long as you have a story, we're excited about having giant balls. No, I wouldn't want. My balls are at a clean. I'm at a very average. (laughs) We're good. Ball size here. Happy with what we got. Yeah. It functions. We're good. Doesn't hang too low. I'm not bouncing them around. You know. Can I be honest, you guys? Uh oh. And and the five thousand, six thousand, eight thousand, however many people are going to listen to this. We're gonna wrap this up real quick. (laughs) I've I've uh I've giant balls, man. Okay, we're gonna wrap. We're (laughs) definitely gonna wrap this up right now. Tim, where can they find you and uh, your balls? You can find me. <laughs> you can find me at 11 years old pulling out my balls and sh- <laughs> while my friends are in the living room unsuspected. Um, <laughs> as of right now, you can Seems find me like at, Tim, at Tim Petrov <laughs> on social media, but only if you're feeling real, real frisky. Make uh, sure you're feeling frisky. Also, this week on Brodo, 
my man to my right right here, Nick, joined us and we had a conversation about Crush some fan it. questions, but also about the difference between strategies between season long and DFS fantasy football. This is not a conversation that you get a lot, right? No one is having this conversation. It's just kind of the fantasy people out there just do both. Listen. It's going to be good. I liked it a lot. I, I, I hit you up today, and, you know, obviously we were putting the show over, but uh, <laughs> I liked it. I liked the conversation. I was like, yo, I think we crushed that one. So, yeah, definitely go check it out. There was no Degeneration Bets this week, but give us a follow at Degeneration Bet on Twitter. Definitely check out Brodo. Your boy was on there. Uh, you can find me at The Lamb Show, Twitter, Instagram, twitch.tv slash The Lamb Show. Ladies and gentlemen, SummerSlam weekend, baby, this Ooh. weekend. We got a very long, lengthy, meaty, and horny episode of the Squared <laughs> Circle Jerks. We went off. And, uh, yeah, definitely check that out at SCJ Pod. And, yo, if you're in Brooklyn, holla. Mm. We'll be there. Toss what a name for Steve a podcast with those adjectives right around it. Yeah. Meaty, horny. I got to be honest with you. It's, it's kind of hard getting guests when they're like, so what does the SCJ stand for? We're like, mm, you know, Squared Circle Jerks. <laughs> don't, don't ask me questions. Yeah. But we're out there. <laughs> uh, where can they find you? At individual twenty seven on Twitter and the gram. Imp simple. I M P Y seven one eight. You already know. Your boy single. Oh! <laughs> oh That's why we ain't record DB. Oh my god! Yo, sliding those DMs, dropping the bombs. Yo, I didn't. <laughs> Yo, that's great. <laughs> oh, that shit is so funny. There um, we go. All the guys who listen to the show, I'm sure are going to look forward to that, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys can follow me on Twitter at Joe Santagato. Also, go uh, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are making a conscious effort to post more videos on there. YouTube.com slash Veterans Minimum and our Instagram page, Veterans underscore Minimum. And our uh, Twitter, Veterans Minimum. Everything's fucking Veterans Minimum, all right? Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Also, the Patreon, yes. If you want to be a patron, you get some cool rewards and stuff like that, and you support the show. We appreciate that. Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Veterans Minimum. And that is all. Thanks for listening. Let's do it again. The headlines remind us daily. The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-Month Emergency Food Kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com